Hi guys, welcome. My name is Jean-Jacques Barrette. My name is Michelle McDonald. I am one of the co-owners of the gym along with my husband, Jean-Jacques Barrette. We're here to talk about fitness, food, training, macros, all that good stuff. I want to share with you some of my experience, uh, why I'm here, uh, the reason I choose to be in the fitness industry, the reason why I wanted to compete. Uh, some of you might be surprised. The reason why I decided to do my first bodybuilding competition. I love the fitness industry. I've learned a lot. And I just have a real passion for helping people have the best expression of their genetic potential. going to be super awesome. I think you guys will, uh, will love it. This podcast is produced and sponsored by Social Fix Media, a digital marketing and production agency for health, fitness, food, and beverage brands. Visit socialfix.com to learn more. Hi, everybody. It's Michelle McDonald. Thank you for joining me again. The last time I talked with you, I had ended off how I met Jay at a bodybuilding show. And then we had uh, started dating as I was in Montreal, getting my paperwork to go teach yoga in India. Just as I was meeting Jay, I had actually had uh, plans to live in, in Mexico, in Tulum, where the Tulum Strength Club now is. Um, I had a place rented for about four or five months. I was very, very excited about it. But I was in uh, San Diego at an advanced teacher training seminar. And there I was pretty much told that I had to go. If I wanted to go teach in India, I had to go that year. So that was a real monkey wrench in my plans. Um, but funnily enough, that was why I was in Montreal and um, really got to meet JJ, who later became my my husband and my business partner. So everything kind of worked out for a for a wonderful reason. Um, so I flew off to India in February of 2011, and I was very, very excited about bodybuilding. Uh, I, I had tentatively accepted Jean-Jacques as my coach. I told him that I wasn't going to make an official announcement yet. I really wanted to see how my, how, what my results were like. And, um, so I flew to India and uh, so that's how I started online coaching with him. He was setting, sending my programs once a month, um, detailing my nutrition, what he wanted me to eat. It was a very simple macro-based program. Um, it was a chart. Uh, I had a certain types of carbs, certain vegetables, certain types of protein that I could I could fit together into blocks. And, um, you know, it's funny. I, I remember thinking back then that I used to eat a lot. But um, a couple of years ago, I had to go back and look through some of my old spreadsheets of what I was eating. And oh my Lord, I think I was, I think I was eating about 900 calories. My idea of a breakfast was one whole egg, a piece of toast, some butter, and some bacon, which is probably a third of what I would eat for breakfast now. Um, so it's re really good to have those old um, notes to look at. Um, and seeing how far my metabolism has improved since those early days. Uh, so yeah, so Jay, Jay started off coaching me. I was in India. A yoga was taught. I taught yoga in this huge gym that ended up closing actually, but it was this huge fancy gym, um, in, uh, Mumbai, um, which is uh, a huge city, millions and millions of people, just a really bustling big city. So I taught in this huge gym. There was a yoga studio. It was about three levels 
tons of equipment, everything that you could ask for. It was like a club. They had, they had a DJ there playing music. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible. I actually ran into some very famous people. Chris Getton was there, somebody that I, I followed um, on bodybuilding.com. Neil Hill, another very famous guy from the world of bodybuilding, was there as well. They were they were in India working with some, some clients, um, and I got to sit down and uh, ask them some questions. Uh, uh, Chris Getton actually showed up in my yoga class. He decided that he wanted to try out my yoga class to see if it would be suitable for his client. Um, just a really uh, incredible, I had so many incredible experiences in India. Yeah, I had my first training programs from Jay there and um, they were very, very interesting programs. Very, very different than what I'd, what I'd been doing previously. I had some at plyo type exercises in them. I had some metabolic training, Metcon workouts in them. I had a lot of uh, like drop set, interesting rep tempos in them, a lot of unilateral work, things on one leg, just just so much variety. And, and I remember people used to look at me in the gym and sort of wonder what I was what I was doing. And I loved it. I loved the variety that was in my training programs. And I loved the athletic challenge of it. And I really wasn't very strong back then either. I thought I was, but I really wasn't. I think I don't even think I could squat 100 pounds. I don't think I was I don't think I, I was even deadlifting from the floor. I was doing RDLs maybe at 95 pounds or something like that, just to give you an idea of where I was in my, in my, in my lifting career. It was my first full year under my belt of lifting weights. But in the third month there, I remember sending a progress photo back to, or the, no, it was the second month I was there because in the third month, Jay came to visit me. The second month I sent Jay a progress photo. And I said, I said, John Jack, you better be ready to be busy because you have given this 40-year-old the most amazing legs. And I kid you, I, I have never, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I'm always, you know, showing off my legs and I got these leg splits, right? When I, when I was a young woman, I used to look at people that had muscle definition and I just used to be so wistful. I used to just wish gosh, I wish I could have legs like that. I wish I could have muscles like that. And I just never seemed to be able to. And here I was uh, 40, you know, 40 plus. Um, and all of a sudden I was able to see these, these lines in my legs. And I was just over the moon. I said, you better get, be ready to get busy because if you can, if you can give a 40 year old woman, these, these sort of leg definition, um, you're going to have a lineup. And he, he was actually thinking of stop um, stopping coaching, um, athletes. Uh, he was toying around with that idea. And I said, you can't stop. This is your, your genius. You're so good at this. You love it. We continue to have tremendous success. He together, he came out to visit me, um, in India It was his 30th birthday. We went to go and had a wonderful time. And in Goa, he said to me, you need to write. He's just always been my big, big champion really. And I said, really? You think I need to write? I said, yeah, you need to start a blog. And I thought, God, a blog, really me? I don't know if I can write a blog. I don't even know how to start a website. But I had a little camera and I went online and um, went onto the WordPress site. And I think like when he left that week, I put a little, you know, blog together and I thought, what am I going to name myself? And I'm a foodie. I mean, I went to culinary school. I love eating. I've eaten in some of the best restaurants around the world. And I thought, well, I'm going to create a website about food. I'm going to write cookbooks. And now that I'm in this whole fitness thing, I'm going to create recipes 
um, for people that love food, but that also have physique goals. So I came up with the name Your Healthy Hedonistic because I thought it kind of covered those basics very, very well. And I created an icon. I don't use the icon, but I have this wonderful icon of a little female icon, kind of like from Bewitched. I actually looked at the Bewitched site and, and looked at how that, that woman was put together. And so I had this little Bewitched woman and she was sort of leaning back with her legs crossed and had a had a serving tray in one hand and on the serving tray was a little dumbbell. So that was my icon for your healthy hedonista. And that's how I got started. And I blogged about my, my weightlifting journey. I was very authentic. I, when things pop into my head, I would just write them down during my contest preps, my photo shoot preps. We tried, um, I tried intermittent fasting. This was years ago. This was back in 2011, right? So I've done all that. I've done IF. I've done high fat, low carbs. I've done almost no carb diets. I've done high carb diets. I've done all kinds of different kinds of uh, building diets, cutting diets, different training modalities. Jay and I are very, very curious and very, very interested in trying things. We are like two little scientists or two big scientists with our heads together, egging each other on, um, experimenting and collecting data and seeing, you know, does this work? Does it not work? Um, trying things with certain clients and seeing, does it have any carryover? And so anyways, the, your, your health and hedonism, that's how everything got started. And I just had a wonderful time in India. I learned so much from the Indian people. They really forced me to get out of my shell and be expressive and be over the top and vibrant. I just, I had a wonderful time. I love the energy uh, there. I think I was terribly sick about five times, hospitalized too. <laughs> But I just loved it. Um, and uh, I went back. I went back. I renewed my contract uh, again when it first ended. Um, I loved it so much. I was very, very sad when it ended. And it ended very, it ended very catastrophically. We, we went in to teach one day and the whole gym was closed down. There was a, you know, some kind of a a frauding or an issue with the with the owners of the gym and money and the kind of drama that happens in developing nations. I went back home for good, but I just love my time there. So I think I have a really good story that I have to share with you about how you can stay on track despite what's happening uh, to you. And this was my, my first year competing whilst I was in India. So the way I had my contract was that I was able to come back to Canada for my competition season. This podcast is brought to you by Tulum Strength Club, providing natural athletes and lifestyle clients with the best possible training experience and guidance in the industry. Visit TulumStrengthClub.com today. And that's really how I saw the sport. I really saw myself as an athlete and I had a competition season. And so, yes, I was going to work in India for this amount of time as long as I had um, these four months to focus on my bodybuilding shows. Even though I wasn't making any money from bodybuilding, I was just very, very focused that I was serious about this, uh, this sport and I was taking it as far as I could. I was flying back from my first competition at, that JJ was coaching me for. And we had, we did a practice run in March. We did a little mini cut to see what protocols would work well for my body. I mean, we just had so much fun with 
with the sport, with the, with the diet, the training, we just loved everything about it. So I was going back to win this show. This was like the SAF. I had a couple of shows. I had the SAF, Serious About Fitness, Pro Summer Challenge. And then I had an IDFA, the IDFA International Championships very soon after that. And, and then I had a WFF show later on in the summer that I was really trying to get my pro card in. I really wanted to, to win that card. So the first show was very important, this SAF show. I was supposed to fly home about two weeks early just to, you know, get rid of any water retention and do some nice training and acclimatize myself to North America and all that stuff. Like I said, I was very serious about, about all of this. So I was on the plane. I had my food for the plane ride packed, I had everything organized. I was so excited to be getting getting home. I'd said goodbye to everyone in India. I'd be back in, in uh, the end of September. And um, I'm on the plane and they, they, they deplaned me. They said, Michelle McDonald. They called my name out on the, on the intercom and they deplaned me. And I had to go to immigration and there was a problem with my paperwork. So apparently the people that had hired me had failed to fill out my paperwork properly. And I wasn't allowed to leave the country. I was in absolute shock. So this was on the weekend. Everything was closed. I was told I would have to go from Mumbai to Pune, which was a, I think a three hour drive into the mountains. And, um, where the immigration would take care of me, et cetera. And it was just a mad scramble. So the people that employed me, they were scrambling to try to get this paperwork done. Everyone was blaming everyone else for why it wasn't done. I mean, all kinds of weird shenanigans. So that whole week I was in Poon, um, I didn't have food prep. I had to catch as catch can. It was really what I was eating in coffee shops. I remember, you know, looking at sandwiches and trying to like, take them apart and well, what can I have and what couldn't I have? It was just really, again, not the way you want to be prepping into a show, but I found a great gym. There was a gold's gym. I had so much fun training there. I had yoga. I was doing a lot of yoga for my cardio. So I fit that in and I just stayed on track. I just mentally, and this is the key mentally, you have to stay on track. I didn't know if I'd get my papers in time. So I just kept going through my process, making sure I was ticking off the boxes and hoping that in, in the, at the end of the day that um, my papers would get processed and I'd be able to, to fly back. And so after a really crazy week, my paperwork came through and I was able to get on that plane and fly back home. And I flew back home. I arrived the day before the show. So we went from like a whole, like two weeks of, of being able to be prepared and relaxed and all of that to scrambling to try to get on a plane and trying to get to this competition. And Jay, it was just fabulous. So I said, Hey, okay. So this is the reality. Um, I mean, you can imagine if you're a coach out there and you have an athlete that you're really hoping is going to do well that year. And this is the lead up to their first show. You would be so frustrated because you know, that stress and water and, you know, food and all of that is so crucial, um, during that lead up to the show and can make or break a physique. So I really had to say hats off the J at that, at that point for just being very calm and always having a good strategy to, for me to focus on and put into play. So he had me just, you know, pounding water. Uh, I was lucky. I had a, I had a whole seat to myself so I could lay out. So I wasn't, you know, getting my feet, my legs, um, all cramped up. I, I didn't have any food prepped for this flight, right? I didn't have a kitchen to prep my food in. So I just, you know, ate the food that was offered on the Indian airline, which was a lot of, um, 
garam masalas, a lot of curries and rices. And I just, I just found a way. I just, you know, I, I ordered extra. I asked if they had extra salads and I was on low carb back then. So, um, you know, couldn't really do much about the salt. Did my best, just did my best. I remember land, we had a layover and I landed in, in a place and found a coffee shop and that could do some egg white thing for me. And, um, when I landed, I remember taking a picture. It's somewhere on my Facebook. I had this picture and I was, again, I was very tiny, but 105 pounds, but I had a full six pack. And I said to Jay, I landed and it was a successful strategy because I still got my six pack. Um, so poor sleep landed, uh, went immediately to a Bikram hot, hot yoga class, sweated any residual fluids out. Mom picked me up again, my wonderful mom. She's always there for me at the shows. So she picked me up at the Toronto airport, took me to a yoga class. And then she had food for me as well. The food that I needed, my rice cakes and my chicken, she had that all ready for me. And then she drove me all the way to Ottawa where the show was. So that's a, you know, three and a half hour drive from Toronto. So she drove almost two hours to Toronto, picked me up and then drove me, um, drove me all the way to my show. I met Jay. I was there for the athletes meeting that night, got my tan, saw JJ, saw my, my, my body in person. The next morning I was, I was on stage and I, I did end up winning that show, but I remember this moment and I still talk to girls about it with that, that are getting just too worried about like their bikinis or their hair or whatnot. I said, I remember looking down at my feet and my, I had not, I had not been able to f- find time to get my, to- my toes done. So I was literally on stage with these these like not dirty toes, but messy, messy toes from living in India and working and just, I didn't even have nail polish on them. But I told myself, no one is gonna be looking at my toes, right? They're not there to judge me on my toes. So just stuff those toes in your shoes and prance around on that stage and show your stuff and make sure nobody looks at your feet. And that's what I went into that, that show with that attitude that just do, do not think about what went wrong. Just focus on the things you did right and how, how focus on your strengths, not your weaknesses and, uh, throw abracadabra into the judge's eyes. So that was my first competition getting coached by Jay and I won that show I won I won all of it the bikini part the best bikini and it was it was just a wonderful I I had so much fun back in the back in those days in the early years um so that was the uh, my first experience getting coached by John Jack and that really forged the beginning of a lifelong business relationship really the big take-home for me in my time in India was just to always be strengthening your mindset in every possible way, whether it was through meditation or yoga, um, how you frame a situation, right? The perspective you have, your take on what's happening will largely determine your experience of it. That's going to determine your actions and that will determine your outcome. So, uh, mindset's crucial. And, um, to this day, I still get up early in the morning and I, kind of check in with where my mental and emotional state is. And, um, if I'm feeling like I need to listen to a certain somebody, if I want to get myself into a certain, um, state, I will plug in to, uh, someone, you know, I have a list of people I listen to on YouTube and on podcasts and they very quickly whip me into the state that I want to be in. So I'm a huge, um, proponent of that. I have so much gratitude to my time in India for what it taught me about the importance of mindset. So thanks for joining me. And um, if you're interested next week, I'll go into a little more detail on that first 
season, my summer, getting coached by Jay and leading up to my WBFF competition where I actually placed fourth and JJ won the show. Looking for contact-free delivery of hard-to-find beverages? Check out beverageuniverse.com.